Hello and welcome to UC Today. I'm Senior Editor Tom Wright and today I'm joined by Jonathan from Biopta. How's it going, Jonathan? Very well, thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to be looking at hybrid working today and some of the challenges that businesses are maybe facing around that in their meeting rooms. But to start with, could you maybe give us an overview of your role at Biopta? Absolutely. Yeah, Tom, uh, happy to be here today and talking a little bit about hybrid work and some of the transitions organizations are going through and um, some of the ways data can help um, ease those transitions. Um, but before we jump into that, I'm Jonathan Sass. I'm the Vice President of Product Management um, at Viopta. I've been at Viopta for about two years. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Viopta, uh, we specialize in collaboration intelligence, helping businesses optimize their collaboration uh, technology, spaces and the way people engage with those. And so I'll be talking a little bit more about that today as, as we go through today's session. Okay, so we'll start at quite a high level, I think. Um, many businesses will be experiencing hybrid work for the first time, maybe got a few people back in the office while others are remote. Um, just broadly speaking, what kind of challenges are they facing at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. So there, there are many new challenges that are being introduced um, as you know, individuals are beginning to head back into the office while other individuals are continuing to, to work at home. Uh, maybe before we even talk about some of the challenges that are unique to remote and hybrid work, um, just in general, what's happened over the last 12 to 18 months is there has been an increasing amount of complexity around managing, securing, and optimizing um, UC environments. Uh, one that's been driven by just the increasing volume um, in collaboration that is taking place. Uh, we've seen over a 500% increase in usage uh, around existing platforms that organizations have already adopted, um, not to even include all of the new platforms that are being implemented during the pandemic. Um, what this has led to is, is people more than ever are today in meetings um, and using collaboration technology to facilitate those. Within those meetings, uh, you know, based on our research here at Viopta, about 20% of those have some sort of issue that takes place. So at least one participant on that meeting is having a bad call quality experience. Um, so there's an issue that is affecting their experience negatively. And the vast majority of those go unreported. 90 plus percent are never reported to IT which places a, a big challenge on IT departments, whether people are in the office or remote. There are all these issues taking place, and some of them are issues that are related just to that individual. Maybe it's a user at home, it's their home network, but others can be symptoms of systematic issues. And that's one of the reasons why it's really important for organizations to address this challenge by having the right monitoring and troubleshooting, place, troubleshooting tools in place. In, in addition to just the increasing volume, another thing that is causing complexity and challenges within organizations is most organizations have moved to multiple platforms. Uh, Two-thirds of organizations, a recent survey that we did, are now using two or more collaboration platforms um, in-house. You know, whether that is CMS and WebEx, WebEx and Zoom, Zoom and Microsoft, Microsoft and WebEx, so on and so forth. And you know, I, could, I could talk more about why this is taking place. Um, but, it, but it is within the organizations that we're interacting with on a daily basis. Um, in addition to the platforms that are being adopted in-house, people are also collaborating with customers, partners, prospects on the platforms that they're bringing in. And so, you know, just even personally here for me, on a regular basis, I could be using up to five platforms in a given day. Now, I might be a little bit of an exceptional case just given the industry that I'm in, um, but... 
we're seeing that increased complexity for IT. They're being asked to support users across all of these different platforms like never before, but without that increased necessarily IT budget. So that's adding complexity. That's adding an additional layer of challenge. So now as we layer on top of all of that, which has already been going on, this new hybrid worker work from anywhere. And a lot of times we think about that as working from home or working in the office, but really it could be the home, the coffee shop, you know, wherever they're at a convention center for business travel, it could be a lot of different locations. That is even making the situation more complex and challenging for IT teams, UC teams to manage. As there's a lot of new factors that are in play that aren't within their network. So they don't necessarily have control over them, but they're being asked to support those users, even though they may not have visibility into all of the aspects, which is why it's important to have an analytics tool that does have that visibility into both what's going on within your network and within the users at home. And if that was not enough, kind of the, the, the icing on the cake that really is making this even more challenging for UC engineers, IT teams, level one, level two support is it's also coming under increased executive focus. Um, during the pandemic and even continuing today, about 90% uh, based on a recent survey we did of um, UC engineers are now saying they are getting executive level uh, requests for analytics around what is going on within their collaboration environment. And so you've got that executive focus. Uh, you also have the rise of what uh, I hear quite often of the, the backseat quarterback, the backseat driver or the, the armchair quarterback. Uh, as we've all used collaboration technology over the last year, there's a lot of so-called experts now within the organization. So there's a lot of opinions. And so it's really important to have that data, which is something we'll, we'll probably talk about more today, to really back up the decisions that you're making and troubleshoot things as quickly as possible. Yeah, so there's lots for us to um, to get into there. And you mentioned a point I wanted to speak to you about, um, and that was the balance between using a single platform and multiple platforms. You mentioned that most are using, you know, more than one, probably, you know, a good handful in there. What are the, the implications of that for the business? Absolutely. So most organizations that, that we work with are using multiple platforms, and that's occurring for a number of different reasons. Um, sometimes the organization is pursuing best in breed technology. Um, and so they're trying to find the best solution for internal collaboration versus external collaboration, uh, or they're trying to find the best in breed solution for voice. And maybe it's a different solution they've found for the video side, or they're picking one platform as the, the platform that is, that's serving for uh, their, their meeting solution. And they're using another vendor for endpoints. And so you get these very multi-vendor approaches. And sometimes it's actually less intentional. It's not necessarily picking best in breed, but it's because of existing investments that have been made. You know, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars that have been invested in certain, you know, on-prem technology or acquisitions that the company has made. And so they need to integrate multiple technology platforms or migrate users. Um, also, executive preference. It's one I hear uh, a lot is there are, you know, executives within the organization that prefer certain platforms and uh, whether it's just them or it's their entire team, uh, they want them on a specific platform. Um, and, and quite often you'll have one department. I was recently talking to a customer where one department wanted to use one platform, another department wanted to use another platform, and a third platform was the one that was originally picked by IT. And so you end up in these very multi-vendor situations 
Now, some organizations are looking at, okay, how over the next two to three years do you migrate onto a single platform? But the reality that most businesses are dealing with today is they might have, you know, two, three, four platforms in-house that are being used at any given time, which makes it more complex to support, um, you know, from identifying issues to identifying what platform that issue took place on um, and getting all that data together in one place. Um, so you think about each individual OEM platform has a different set of tools that can help IT pros troubleshoot. But your level one, level two support team is going to have to learn each of those individual tools, which is where a tool like Viopta comes. We pull that data together in one place and we help you solve that um, much quicker. So a, a change in tack slightly, Adam, I wanted to talk to you about the actual physical meeting rooms within companies. Many people will be getting back and seeing technology that they may not have used for months or, or even a year. How are you seeing people kind of approach their spaces and maybe um, evolving them a little bit? Absolutely. So the first thing to recognize here is that many businesses are at different stages in the process of adopting hybrid work. Um, as I talk to companies, some are really looking at it, okay, 2022 is going to be the year we start bringing people back into the office other than a few key essential employees. Other organizations already have a high percentage of their, their team back in, in the building. Um, and yet others, um, you know, many individuals never left, um, especially in industries where there were a lot of essential workers. They've been working for the last 18 months within that building. And so organizations are in different phases in really identifying um, or really undergoing this transition. I think the first thing just to, to focus on and how that space might change is that they're going to be collaboration first. Um, as individuals are working in the office, they're working at home, um, they're going to need to collaborate. Um, it's one of the really interesting things that we've seen in our platform is today in certain industries, we're already seeing the usage of those on-prem rooms and systems almost at 70% of what they originally were 18 months ago but only part of the organization is back in the office, which means when the entire organization or a larger portion of the organization is back in the office, you're gonna need a lot more collaboration spaces. And so a lot of businesses are thinking through how do you expand those collaboration spaces? How do you make sure the right technology is in those to facilitate collaboration with both internal and external individuals? Another trend, uh, and this one's a little bit earlier, um, a lot of organizations haven't fully leaned into this yet, um, but it's something they're talking about and evaluating, and that's hoteling. Uh, it's not a new concept. Um, some companies uh, that we've worked with have done it for years, um, but especially as people have the desire to work from home, maybe one, two days a week, but then they'll be in the office maybe two, three days a week, or, or some combination thereof. How do you optimize that real estate space? They have a place to work when they're in the office, but you don't necessarily have desks for every individual. And so organizations are looking at how do you support that? What technology is necessary to ultimately um, support that in a way that isn't chaos? Um, so people can ultimately reserve desks and then monitor the utilization so you can continue to optimize between maybe the hoteling space and the conference room space for collaboration within the set amount of square footage that uh, businesses have. Okay, so I think we've covered you know quite a lot from the, the the software to the hardware to the physical meeting rooms. And I suppose the big question is how can analytics tie all this together and and make it a lot easier for the people in charge of all of this stuff. Absolutely. So kind of in three different ways, um, and I kind of put it in a framework with three buckets. First, planning. 
That, that, that's going to be critical um, as organizations are in the transition back to the office. Optimization as uh, businesses are moving into the new normal. And I think a lot of people think the new normal is now. I think the new normal is, you know, 12, 24 months from now, businesses will have a more defined way of, okay, this is how we're going to do business going forward, how often we expect people to be in the office, what freedoms are given to, to work uh, from anywhere. It, it's going to take us a little bit of time as an industry, I think, to figure out all of those details. And so there's going to be a process of optimization. And then thirdly, how do you troubleshoot and support? How do you ensure that all of that technology works? And independent of where someone is working from, they've got a good collaboration experience so that they're able to ultimately help grow the business, support customers, and innovate um, to the best of their abilities. So starting with that first bucket, planning. Um, when I look at planning, there's kind of three big aspects under that first bucket, and that is planning around technology. So what technology is right for the organization in the conference room, in those hoteling spaces, uh, for the work from home individuals, are, are there recommended headsets? Are there minimum network requirements that, that you're going to recommend for them? And so planning what that looks like. What are those ideal configurations? Also, you've got the space considerations. Um, and so you've got planning there as well. As I mentioned before, some organizations are at already 70% of pre-pandemic levels and usage of those common collaboration spaces, but yet the entire team isn't even back in the office. Now, we'll know that other organizations have completely banned conference rooms at this point, and no one is using them. Uh, and so there, there's a pretty wide range of um, current approaches that we're seeing. But for those organizations, they're going to need to really think about space planning and how to do that in a data-driven way. I think historically, we've used a lot of ratios. Uh, you know, so many conference rooms of a certain size for so many, you know, uh, square feet. It's the way it's been done. But actually doing that from a data-driven perspective, especially as businesses evolve, they're going to need that constant feedback cycle of do they need more rooms? Do they need different types of uh, configurations within the office? And lastly, planning around people. And that is how do you optimize collaboration? How do you look at the patterns of collaboration that are taking place and optimizing that? When is video collaboration the, the most efficient method? When is, is it okay to have you know, cameras off? That type of stuff. And doing that, once again, in, in a data-driven way to plan what are the best practices within your organization for the usage of all this technology that we've been investing in as an industry. Kind of the second bucket around optimization is very much along the same lines, but it's that ongoing process of that feedback cycle that I've mentioned a couple of times. How do you continue to optimize that experience as you learn more in a data-driven way? And then third, troubleshooting. Everybody wants a really good experience, and especially as people go back into the office, that expectation is going to be much higher. I think the last year we've been a little lenient. You know, you're at home, you have a bad experience. Oh, it must be my home network. It must be my, you know, ISP. Maybe it's the headset I'm using. But as people go back into the office, they're going to have a higher expectation of quality and experience. And so it's going to be really important to have the analytics and monitoring tools in place to identify both issues that may be related to an important VIP meeting and issues that are systematically maybe affecting an entire floor, an entire building, uh, maybe an entire region. So it could be a node with a UCAS, uh, a UCAS node that's experiencing an issue, having the analytics to be able to quickly identify that and resolve it so that issues don't linger for, for a long period of time. 
Okay, and then I suppose to try and uh, pull a lot of this together, what would you say are the key points that businesses should be thinking about when they're considering the future of work within their organization? Absolutely. Since so the need for monitoring analytics is, is I think, more critical than, than ever. Um, and ideally, the best time to put that in place as before a transition or while you're in that transition. Um, that's going to help you best plan, optimize, and then troubleshoot those issues as they do come up so that you stay ahead of them. As 20% of meetings have issues, 90% of those are going unreported. You need some visibility into which of those are critical, which of those are systematic, and which of those are maybe outside of your control. They, they truly are the headset that that individual is using. But even in that case, an IT team using a tool like Vioptic can make recommendations on these are the approved headsets that we've seen the best quality uh, and work well with our, with our configuration. And then lastly, reporting. I mentioned this at the very beginning, and that is the executive focus has become a lot greater around collaboration in general. The technology, the spaces, how people are working together. And so if an executive hasn't yet come to you, assuming you're a UC engineer yet, they probably will at some point and ask for data and information around that um, for many different reasons, whether they're trying to look at you know, employee engagement, uh, return on investment uh, within the space and technology investments they've made, or even in the non profit world, there's a lot of use cases here looking at things like student attendance for the purposes of school finance uh, or within telehealth, making sure patient encounters are taking place. And so there, there's a lot of different reasons why that those analytics are important um, to organizations. And it's important to get those in place now so that when those requests come, you're not scrambling trying to, to find that data and that information, but you already have access to it. Okay, and then my final question for you, Jonathan, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. What can we expect to see from Biopto in the second half of this year? Absolutely. So one of the things we've talked about several times today is our, our multi-vendor. The world is moving to a, a more multi-vendor world. Companies today are using multiple platforms. And so as part of that, we continue to expand our coverage. Uh, today, we support most of the major platforms, Cisco, Microsoft, Zoom, Google Meet, uh, whether they're in the cloud or on-premise. That's just to, to name a few. But we're going to continue to expand our coverage. Uh, and so uh, particularly on, on the voice side around some of the additional SBCs, some of the new, newer endpoints that collaborate well with Microsoft Teams and Zoom rooms. Uh, we're going to be focusing on extending that coverage, provide even deeper analytics and monitoring than we do today. The second area is really around the monitoring side of things, uh, particularly the digital experience of an employee. And so we've got two exciting announcements here that are coming out in Q3 that um, I, I can share with you today. Uh, the first is advanced experience monitoring. And so we've built out a whole set of new features that are all around monitoring and improving the digital experience of employees across the organization, helping quickly identify where issues are occurring and what those root causes are. And then the second big thing is, you know, at, here at Viopta, we realize we're not the only tool uh, in the world. Um, and so what we're doing is we are going deeper uh, with our integrations with key partners, um, particularly around uh, ITSM, so tools like ServiceNow and other tools you may be using in your environment to troubleshoot. And so uh, you'll be seeing a, a new set of deeper integrations from us um, to play with some of the existing workflows, workflow tools that you're already using. Okay, well, you've given us a few teasers there, but we'll certainly be looking out for the 
the full news later in the year. Uh, Jonathan, thank you for your time today. It's been really interesting. Thank you. Glad to be here. And thank you, everyone, for watching. If you enjoyed this video, please give us a like and a share on social media. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>